0: Me from my slumber, i Eternal Dragon, now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted, here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 52 of Rock the Dragon and Dragon Ball Super Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Here we go, we're getting a little bit further into this arc, this this Future Trunks Goku Black stuff. Um, episode 51 wasn't the greatest I mean I did kind of talk about that a little bit it kind of slowed things down a little bit this episode doesn't pick things back up too much but you know we have to kind of have these episodes that kind of mellow us out and give us some character development some story elements that way when the fighting starts again it actually means something right so with that being said I'm okay with that Uh, once again my name is Tim Bridgewater host of two other podcasts check out Geekly Dose as well as Republic City Report a Legend of Core podcast on iTunes. Uh, while you're there, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. Uh, I do not have any new reviews for this week, so we're going to kind of bypass that. Um, if you have anything you want to say otherwise, questions, comments, concerns, etc., for our segment called What Are You Saying? Make sure you send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. With that being said, I do have a couple of emails here that I want to read on this episode. So in a minute, we're going to just get into that and get those out the way. And then, of course, we'll jump into our episode talk for the week. We kind of have a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm not going to BS around too much. I'm just going to kind of get to the point. Now, remember, I will at some point be releasing a commentary track for both the history of Trunks. OK, as well as uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. OK, so I know I've had some people in the past that kind of wanted to get a more detailed um perspective on my opinions my opinions on those two and i will do that for you and especially now with future trunks coming back and on showing up on dragon ball super it's 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 a little bit more relevant than ever to kind of talk about the history of trunks and we will talk about the history of trunks a good bit in this episode because if you saw the episode you know they they reference that time period that special but it's not quite what we would have probably wanted it to be okay With that being said, we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, for now, we'll go ahead and jump into what are you saying for this week? And I've got the first message here from Evan, longtime listener. Evan, always great to hear from you. It says here in this week's Dragon Ball Super, Trunks is traumatized by witnessing Dragon Ball Super versions of the Warriors he knew in Dragon Ball Z. He almost serves as an audience proxy while we all wonder what has happened to proud martial artists like Piccolo, Krillin, Gohan, and Videl. As he says, how can this be Gohan? Can we trade DBS Gohan for badass, one-armed future Gohan, please? Also, side note, Beerus calls himself a destroyer quite often for someone who doesn't seem to destroy anything very often. (laughs) All I could do is laugh at that when I read that. Uh, Yeah, obviously, we're going to get more into all of this stuff that you referenced here, uh, Evan. So a lot of this stuff will be addressed in in a moment. But yeah, I mean, this this episode is definitely sort of um, infamous, I would say. I would assume just because of the direct references to dragon ball Z. There were a lot of them here because we talk about trunks uh previous relationship with Gohan, uh, both in the past and in the future. Um, you know, so that that's a thing. And then they actually directly reference the history of trunks and those events in this episode. And then of course, there's a lot of stuff with Gohan and fighting cell and all that. So it's kind of a flashback heavy sort of an episode. So, a lot of that stuff probably wasn't addressed in the best way. And you're absolutely right. I think it's funny how, you know, through Trunks, they're kind of Trunks is essentially speaking for us as the audience, right? These were these are questions that we've been asking for a while as well. I mean, we're watching this and we're saying, well, God damn it. What happened to these characters now that in a way makes it OK, I think. I think it makes it a little bit more sort of acceptable that that this would happen if the show itself is acknowledging it and that's something that i've talked about in previous episodes it's almost an a good way of addressing it so that you know (laughs) it 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 clarifies the fact that they're not completely unaware of it themselves right and if you can find a way to use it to your advantage and make it related to the story and then give us a good solution to it then in the end it may not all be for nothing (laughs) So, yeah, Uh, but I want to read this next email because it kind of sort of directly ties in to what you said here, Evan. So the next email is from Josh. Josh, thanks again for sending me an email. Josh writes, hey, hey, do you feel like the criticisms against Gohan many fans have are fair? Yes, he hasn't done a whole lot outside of pursuing his studies and being a dad and super. But Gohan never really wanted the same life as his dad. It definitely seemed like Z was wanting him to be the new star for a little while, but eventually we just ended up right back at Goku again. Gohan doesn't have that same drive to be a fighter, and that's okay. As a kid, maybe it would have irked me, and it does make me curious if they've just forgotten him being imbued with Elder Kai's power. I don't see how. It took seemingly months of episodes to do. But as a boring, a boring grown-up myself, I kind of relate to him the most. He's one of my favorites, and the scenes with him taking care of Pan are some of my favorites. Was just curious on what you felt on it. Josh, thanks so much for the email. Uh, as always, I know you came along relatively recently, so thank you so much for, you know, coming back and and, and, and participating in the conversation here. It means a lot. Okay, so I kind of wanted to put those two emails together because they're both kind of pertaining to Gohan uh, and basically what he has, be- quote unquote, become in Super. Now, it, from Evan's uh, email, I, I would assume that you're probably not very happy with uh, Gohan's sort of presence in Dragon Ball Super. I could be wrong, but that's kind of the general sort of idea I get from that. Josh, you seem to be you. Seem, you seem to think it's fine. Uh, I think you guys are both right. I mean, I, I typically am more on the side of I really want Gohan to be involved more. Um, it's not that I don't like what's going on with him. I just want more of him, right? I do want him to get back into the fighting because, well, I mean, while it's very true that he's always been, you know, borderline nerdy and wanting to not to fight. And that's kind of been his thing. What made Gohan special is that even though he didn't want to fight when it was time and he had to, he would do it right. That was his, his arc early on is that, you know, He had to watch all his friends and family get beaten up. And even though he had this power, he would either be too scared to use it or he didn't use it right or he wasn't strong enough. Right now, there's definitely a way to bring that back around and super. He's an adult now and everything. But now he has a family. Okay, so I'm hoping that in a way they use that in the future to get him back into the fight. I mean, after all, when Frieza showed back up, he he tried to get into the fight, but it was pretty embarrassing. (laughs) it fucking it was pretty sad. And, and, you know, I mean, it wasn't just sad for him as a character, but it was just sad that they even wrote it that way. And then to top it off, the art was very bad during that time. The animation sucked. It just it just was not the best reintroduction to Gohan after all this time. Uh, And we still haven't really gotten a great sort of, you know, moment with him. You know, I don't have a problem with any of the Pan stuff that's great because gohan has always been more gentle i mean goku is really gentle as you know he has a very gentle nature but he also really loves to fight but gohan has also just kind of been like more gentle and he he doesn't want to fight unless he has to uh you know at the end of the day we love dragon ball z because of the action right i mean i think most of us (laughs) that's what we love about it but we can also enjoy the other aspects of it. Sometimes it gets really sweet and sometimes there's something really touching in there. There's something really heartwarming in there. And a lot of that stuff with Pan has been that. Um, but I think people's I think people's complaints about going for the most part would be that, well, we're 51 episodes or 52 episodes in the Dragon Ball Super and he hasn't really done shit. And I don't think I don't think people would have as much of a problem with Gohan if the stuff that is happening with him was interesting but it's just not you know like we're not getting first of all we're not getting much of him at all and then secondly when we get him he's just hanging out with pan (laughs) i mean it's great that he's being a dad but you know you, you go from dragon ball z where you have this character who is constantly involved in the story you know from the beginning of dragon ball z to the end of dragon ball z gohan is very heavily involved in everything so, you know, to just kind of go from that to having him turned into this is not ideal for us, but at the same time, you know, if they find a way to use it to the show's advantage, like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like Evan was saying, you know, Trunks was kind of commenting on these things in place of the audience. So since the show itself is aware of the issues that it has, then they can use that to their advantage to somehow make the story better. Now, I thought they were gonna do it after Frieza showed up because Gohan said, hey, you know, I've been slacking, I I haven't been training, I'm weak now, I need to be strong enough to defend my family, so I'm gonna go back to training. Well, what happened to that? (laughs) It's like they just dropped that entire freaking idea because that happened and they showed him training with Piccolo for like one episode and then just nothing after that. So I don't know. I think the show doesn't know what to do with him at this point. Obviously, the English dub is behind the Japanese one. And there is reason to believe that in the future he will get back into the fight. But I think it's just a hard sort of juxtaposition for people to transition into this, to go from what was happening in Dragon Ball Z to what's happening now. And it's not even just his character. You know, I mean, everybody's different here to some extent. You know, I mean, I miss Krillin just as much being involved in the action. I mean, some of my favorite moments, Krillin was on the sidelines or he was jumping in there trying to fight and he may have gotten his ass whipped. But, you know, it was still enjoyable to watch, you know, and like it just hasn't they just the show has been lacking that. And instead, we've been getting overkill Goku. And I never I never thought a million years that there would be a way for them to make Goku annoying. But I feel like Dragon Ball Super has managed to do that. I mean, I always love Goku, but just for the most part, what has been going on with him in this series, it just hasn't been great. And it's, it's been too much. You know, we used to spend time with the other characters every now and then. You know, Goku would be dead or in the rejuvenation tank or on Snake Way or something. And it would give the the other characters a chance to do something but he's been heavily involved in every fight so far. And that's just kind of lame. You know, like you created these other characters that we love. Let's spend a little more time with them. And I think Gohan's kind of at the top of that list for me, as far as other characters that I want to see more of. So I think it just kind of comes down to that. You know, I think it has everything that is happening with Gohan and Dragon Ball Super been bad. no, But compared to Dragon Ball Z, I think that's what people are having the hard sell. You know, we want to see him get back involved in it. Honestly, they haven't had much of a real threat yet anyway, other than Frieza. So hopefully with Goku Black, that'll create a situation where Gohan feels like he needs to get back into the fight. Um, And yeah, from what I understand, you know, in Dragon Ball Z, when Goku died against Cell, when he sacrificed himself at that point, they intended for the series to be about gohan and goku was just going to be dead you know um and that's why we spent so much time with him at the start of the boo saga and all that with him growing up and going to high school and the great Saiyan man and all that but apparently at some point people they they realized people really missed goku so they found a way to bring him back to life you know um which i wasn't disappointed with because i missed him too but now we're getting too much Goku and not enough Gohan. So I think there's a way to kind of uh, give both camps what they want. He can still be gentle Gohan who wants to have a better life and etc. But that can be his reason for fighting. It's because he doesn't want to fight that he has to fight. If that makes any sense, you know, he in order for there to be peace, he has to fight. And I think if they utilize that in a good way, we can get a really good story out of it. Okay, so that was a lot of stuff. So I hope some of that made sense, Josh. (laughs) If not, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Uh, I have another email here from author. This is a brand new listener. Uh, I don't believe we've ever spoken before. Author, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Uh, Author writes, what's up? Started listening to your podcast during the tournament. I had heard about Dragon Ball Super, but couldn't watch because I was working third shift at the time and six to seven days a week. Now, I'm, now I'm working a different job and have been able to actually watch for some time now. And I listen to your podcast while at work. Like you, I'm a fan of Dragon Ball Z and have the series on DVD. I didn't expect them to start a new series, even when my nephew said it was about to come out in Japan. I didn't believe him. Keep up the good work and don't let the number of listeners bother you as long as you're doing what you like and you still actually do have people listening. Author from Charleston, South Carolina. P.S. I gave you a five star rating. But before that, my phone refreshed when I was trying to rate you the first time and I saw a two. So that two you got may or may not have actually come from me. If 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 it did, it was an accident author. Thank you so much for the kind words. Obviously I welcome all new listeners and I appreciate you guys when you, when you come in and say hello. Awesome. 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 Uh, yeah. And okay. So you made a couple comments there about the show. I'm glad you're, you're into it now. You believe it. And you're starting to listen to podcasts. All that is great. Um, as far as the rating thing. Okay. I I will say this. Um, if you feel like that could have happened, then by all means, just go back and change it. (laughs) Cause I mean, if you know, If someone did it on purpose, fine. There's nothing I can do about that. Everyone decided to their opinion. But if you think you did it on accident, then I would try to change it, right? Because I didn't realize this, but you can edit your ratings and your posts uh, because I had a listener who did it. You know, I I talked about this many times. I don't know how, if you've been listening long enough to be Privy to all of this, but I had a listener and we kind of went back and forth for a little bit, had a negative review, but then he changed his mind, realized he actually did enjoy the show. So he went back and changed both his rating and his review. So if you feel like it may have been you and you want to check it just to make sure, well, then just go back and and try it again. Uh, It may have not been you, though. So but if you feel like it was, by all means, just just change it if you feel like that's necessary. Uh, But thank you so much for writing in. Uh, I appreciate it. And we've got one more here. Andrew, Andrew, old Republic City Report listener. Good to hear from you. Andrew, I had a feeling you were going to resurface (laughs) during this Future Trunk stuff, because I know you've been having sort of a hard time throughout Dragon Ball Super. And you've been kind of listening to the podcast, but you've been waiting to start watching the show again until something really interesting started to happen. So I'm glad to see that this is happening for you. Andrew writes. Hey there, Tim. After how excited you have been sounding since Future Trunk showed up, I decided to hop back in where you're currently at. To preface it, though, I don't have an easily reliable slash legal way to watch the English dub, so I had to watch episodes 49 and 51 subbed. Oddly enough, I found episode 50 in English. I got to say, this feels like a completely different show. Definitely has more of a DBZ tone than the mediocrity that the show had mostly been perpetuating up until recently. So far, Goku Black has already been way more interesting of a villain than anybody else, probably since probably the androids in DBZ. Beerus doesn't really count because it seems like a lot of his development has been after the fact. Having future Trunks back has done quite a bit to set the mood for the show, and I find myself actually interested in watching the next episode to see where the story goes. A couple of thoughts I've had about the last couple of episodes, which you may have already pointed out on your podcast. It seems kind of strange to me that Trunks cannot even put up a fight against Goku Black when Goku was only Super Saiyan 1, as far as I could tell, but he seemed to be able to get the better of Goku Black in their brief fight. I know Black wasn't at full power, but regardless, Goku even made the initial comment to Trunks, quote, It's amazing how powerful you've gotten on your own, end quote, or something like that, but it doesn't really add up. No biggie, though. There just seems to be a bit of a discrepancy. All of the stuff with the throwback time machine has been really neat, and I think they did a great job integrating that into what was originally only in DBZ. I guess the black and white flashback style was supposed to give it a throwback kind of feel, but I can't help but wonder if they only did that to hide the new hair colors. Speaking of hair though, I've noticed that they've been animating both Bulma and Trunks to have slightly disheveled hair instead of just straight looks as usual. Kind of a cool touch in my opinion, although now their hair color and style are almost exactly the same. Last thing I noticed is that the world post-Goku Black the world post-Goku Black is almost too reminiscent of the world post-Android in Trunks' timeline. That's to be expected, I guess, but man, that world just has the worst luck. <laughs> I'm really excited that they've been involving more characters and pumped to see where they take the story with all this Goku Black stuff and time travel. All the best, Andrew. Andrew, is always, very good to hear from you. Uh, Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, a lot of this stuff I did kind of address. Uh, Already, so I won't go into too much detail about that. But definitely, definitely Future Trunks being reintroduced into the show, to me, has given them an opportunity to make things more serious. And I think one of the biggest complaints about Dragon Ball Super is that it was missing that serious tone that Dragon Ball Z had. Now, obviously, Dragon Ball Z had a lot of silly shit in it, but it also had a lot of serious shit in it. And for the most part, Dragon Ball Super hasn't been like that. So I think a, a, a very good way of them kind of setting up a storyline in an environment with that kind of serious tone could come back um was by by bringing back future trunks i mean that you know so i did i did talk a lot about that and the stuff with the hairs just annoyed me so much at this point that (laughs) i mean we'll talk more about this in the episode but uh yeah i think that flashback they were just kind of trying to cover up the haircut i mean it's just so silly you know it's just like if you made a mistake just fix it right I mean, it, this is assuming that the rumors of it just being a mistake are true um, as far as, you know, there just being some miscommunication between the animators and the color artists and all that kind of stuff. Fine. As soon as you realize you made a mistake, just change his hair back to purple, because now in, in this episode and, in, in, you know, we're getting brand new flashbacks. Uh, no, well, not, necess- not only are we getting brand new flashbacks, but we're getting flashbacks of events that we saw before, but they're just redone. Now, we get a scene like that in this episode, and I'll talk more about it when we get to it. But now Trunks has blue hair in it, you know, so they're completely shitting on <laughs> every flashback in Dragon Ball Z, you know, and, and the history of Trunks. Because now they're saying, oh, yeah, well, Trunks, hair was blue the entire time. No, it wasn't. You know, just change it back to purple. That way you don't have to create new flashbacks. I'm oh, sorry. You don't have to create new versions of flashbacks. And they did that here. And, and I don't know. Well, trust me, we'll <laughs> we'll get more into that in a minute. Now, as far as your comment about um, you didn't understand why Trunks would have had such a hard time with Goku Black. When, from what we could tell, just level one Super Saiyan Goku could have possibly been enough to defeat him. Um, I, first, I want to say this, you know, it's it's becoming increasingly difficult for me at times to tell if, if Goku is at Super Saiyan level one or two. You know what I mean? Like it just it's just <laughs> it's not as clear as it is, I think, as it is with Gohan uh, at times. So I, I don't know if it was one or two, but the, the, the point still kind of stands is that um even Trunks should be that powerful now. You know, how how is it possible that he hasn't reached level two yet? Um, I mean, I guess you could say, well, I mean, obviously he doesn't have anyone to train him in his time. And as far as we know, he hasn't had any serious threats since and the androids um, between them and Goku Black, because apparently You know, Majin Buu wasn't even released in his timeline. He defeated Bobbity and Deborah before that even happened. So I guess with him, uh, he's probably still super weak. I mean, weak in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, He could still be, you know, just below Goku in terms of power because, well, in his in his time, there's really no reason to train all the time. And there's no one to train him and there's no sensu beans and there's no hyperbolic time chamber to go and train in and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, it I know it's, it's a bit of a stretch. It is. But like you said, we also didn't see all of Goku Black's powers. Um, he could have very well been toying around with Goku. You know, they do that a lot on these shows. <laughs> they like to wait to the last possible minute to reveal their full power. So maybe he was just testing out Goku and wasn't even using his full strength. So it looked like goku would have gotten the best of him but we've i don't know we've we've watched enough of this series now to know that things aren't always what they seem and for all we know he could have pulled out a you know a, a rabbit out of a hat and been way stronger than what even what he you know came across as so i think that's kind of one of those things where the writers have just kind of mixed things up with power levels and stuff And I don't envy them at all, because it's got to be hard to kind of keep track of all that kind of shit with characters. So I think we're just supposed to assume that he's too strong for Trunks, but not strong enough for Goku, at least at this point. Okay, so, Andrew, thank you so much for the email, as always. Now, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and transition on into the episode talk for this week. Uh, of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 52 is going to cover episode 52 of dragon ball super titled master and pupil reunited gohan and future trunks okay so uh, a couple of ep- episodes ago i kind of just you know casually sort of mentioned that one of the things that i was looking forward to seeing now that future trunks is back um is how his reunion with present day gohan was going to pan out uh just something i thought about and i said well the last time he saw gohan gohan was a kid but now the version of him that he would see would be closer at least in terms of age um to the the gohan that he was used to in his time the one that 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 helped raise him and and train him and all that kind of stuff so obviously with based on the title of this episode we know we're going to get that to some extent so the episode starts off and we kind of pick up with Boma. Remember, she's in the lab. She's got a little peel off gang uh, helping her out, uh, essentially trying to repair this time machine. Everything looks seems to be going uh, pretty well. I mean, we see, we get a couple of shots of the time machine It's definitely looking like it's in better shape than it was before. Uh, she's kind of, you know, realizing that, hey, you know, this may be something that I can actually pull off now. uh <laughs> What's kind of cool and man, it's tough for me to admit this, but I do I appreciate the Pilaf gang being around here solely because of the trunks and my thing. Like it's I kind of like it. You know what I mean? It's kind of cute. It's kind of sweet. You know, he's trying to make her jealous. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's not trying to make her jealous. He's he's jealous of his future self. So he's trying to make her take notice of him because he's jealous of his future self. So that, you know, he does a couple of things in this episode that just kind of, uh, you know, it's just kind of cute and just reminds me of being a, a kid trying to impress a girl, you know? I mean, who hasn't done that, right? Who hasn't, <laughs> who hasn't gone overboard to try to impress someone, a guy or a girl? Uh, So and then there's this little scene where they're kind of digging through this big pile of stuff and he's just pulling out just random shit. (laughs) Just ran. I mean, it's 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 a pile of junk, first of all. And then they're digging through there and they're looking for something, just pulling out random stuff. And Mai's like, you know, she's being a little she's been a little she's been a little tough. She's being a little tough on Trunks. But the, the 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 winning sort of moment in this scene is when he sees a saw and then he puts the saw on his back. And he kind of stands there like, and I don't know how, how many people, you know, picked up on this because they didn't say exactly what it was he was doing. But he's obviously, he's thinking about Future Trunks. I mean, Future Trunks has a, a sword on his back. So he's putting the saw on his back to try to impress Mai. <laughs> and meanwhile, she's like, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you like? And he he's just like, what? what I mean, what else do I need to do to impress this girl? So that's just, it's just kind of cool to. to to see that so a lot of this little stuff I don't mind you know not every episode has to be fighting from start to finish and I I hope I've always been clear about my stance on that even in Dragon Ball Z the filler episodes I found something to appreciate about them too Um, and it's I wouldn't really consider this filler I mean I think we do get some interesting stuff that happens here we do get some story developments even though they may be very small I mean something really big happens at the end of this thing (laughs) <laughs> well they introduce a whole new character we haven't seen yet in a way so it's not i can technically filler it's kind of in the middle but it's it's an interesting sort of episode now my favorite moment of this episode and i don't think this is going to come into surprise to anybody <laughs> is when vegeta's training in the gravity room because if that wasn't dragon ball z i don't know what is you know what i mean that Scene took me right back to Dragon Ball Z. That's an environment that we saw many times. Them being in that room with those red lights on, fighting those little fucking floating machines. And I just thought that that was cool. And, you know, Vegeta is being Vegeta here. He can't even show that he cares this much about his family to them because he has too much pride to do that. But it's moments like this that make you that reminds you that he does care about them because he's married. I mean, he's married. <laughs> he's upset and he's angry about another timeline that has nothing to do with his. You know, it's not affecting his Boma and his son Trunks and his present timeline, but he's still pissed off about it. Because even in another timeline is like this guy's destroyed my family, you know. He finds out that his wife was killed by this guy and he had to, you know, he basically tormented his son so much he had to run back to the past, try to get help. So it's cool to see that and kind of see that furious side of Vegeta, you know, that that fiery side that we haven't really been getting much of. And we see it in a very awesome sequence, you know, I mean, the animation here is great. What he does here, I mean, the, the way he's kind of flying around and destroying shit, man. (laughs) it just makes you miss dragon ball z but hell if this is any indication of what's to come then then the you know i'm sure it'll be worth the wait so that was i'll just say that now that that was my favorite damn moment of the episode right there and there's some pretty cool things that happened here but that was the best um of course we revisit goku and beerus and weiss and uh, they've obviously been throwing out these little hints that Both Beerus and Weez have come across Goku Black or or there's something familiar about Goku Black's energy to them. And once again, this all just kind of ties into the theory of him being tied into the Kai's and the gods and such like that. So I'm sure we'll find that out pretty soon. But they're planting the seeds for what happens at the end. Now, uh, and then we cut over to Trunks, and Trunks is taking a nap, and he's having nightmares. He's just remembering the stuff that he's been through, and Goku Black, and and Mai, and we see. Uh, and what I appreciate about this episode is that, you know, it's it's essentially what happens on this episode is that Trunks is reminded of why he's doing this. You know, um, he's you know we'll get into more into this later, but some of the stuff with Gohan that that happens is pretty touching. Uh, and this is just kind of setting the stage for all of that. You know, he, he has his nightmare and he gets up and he goes in to check on Boma and see what the progress is of the time machine. And Boma's like, you know, it's going to be a while, but we're making good progress. And then she starts to talk about the fuel, right? And this is where the theory, the little thing that I picked up on some episodes ago, is confirmed. It is the same fuel. That she was working on in the episode when Manaka came to make that delivery. So they confirm that here. So nice to know that I wasn't crazy (laughs) and I I picked up on that when it happened. And so it was good. It's always good to have something like that. That seems like it doesn't mean anything. And it seems like a throwaway scene come back later on to mean something. So that's they essentially just confirm that here. Um, So she realizes, hey, the fuel is something I've already been working on. So that's that helps. Um, but it's going to take a day or so to, I think, synthesize more. And Trunks is saying what a day, like it took, it took my mom a year to make this. And, and Boma's like, Oh, a year. Well, she must've been working with some very outdated equipment. You know, it's probably something she built from hand herself because that was all she had access to. Meanwhile, present day Boma has all the money in the world at her disposal (laughs) and all the equipment and all of the technology. And on that, she's got her father there who can help speed this whole process up. So she's saying she can get it done in the span of a day. So that that's a pretty cool sort of interesting way to look at that. And I'm glad they sort of acknowledged the fact that future Bulma would have been working with way less because that world has been destroyed pretty much. So that's kind of a nice little uh, thing here that I'm kind of glad they threw about random nitpick here. And this just kind of goes back to Trunks's hair being blue now his eyes match exactly with his hair. And I just think it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I was watching the episode and I was like, there's no reason why his eyes should be the exact same color as his hair. And you might say, well, Goku's hair is the same color as his eyes. That's different. It's just, I don't know why it's just different. You know, it's that blue. It's such a weird blue color. So in the shots where they show a close-up of him, his eye, you know, it just kind of blends in too much. It's just, I don't know. It's a bit much. Um, I preferred it when his hair was purple, and I just, it just bugs the hell out of me. But so he makes his way outside and he talks to Piccolo and Krillin for a little bit, and they kind of get around to talking about Gohan. So this is where we get to the point where we start to say, okay, so this is how we're going to transition into him seeing Gohan again. Uh, And we get some reminders here. We get some flashbacks, we get some reminders once again. A lot of people haven't watched Dragon Ball in 20 years. They may need a refresher reminder that in Trunks' timeline, Gohan was his master. Um, and then, you know, he was killed by the androids, etc. And so they have to remind us of that. Now, what my problem is with this. huh man. <laughs> and I'm curious to know what you guys thoughts on this. So by all means, see me an email at rock podcast at gbell.com. Um instead of just giving us the direct flashbacks from the history of trunks the actual scenes that were already made they redo them okay fine no big deal there that's okay if you want to redo something to just make it hd and make it better quality and all that kind of shit fine like i can kind of exp- i can kind of understand that even though it's inconsistent because you don't do that all the time they don't always recreate flashbacks sometimes they just show dragon ball z footage (laughs) so you know at least figure out do one or the other either recreate them all or don't recreate any of them but in this instance i'm only going to assume they decided to recreate this because now trunks has blue hair in the past too and as someone who is a massive fan of the history of trunks that TV special slash movie, whatever you want to call it, that fucking bothers me. You know, like I have such, such fond memories of that TV special. Don't ruin it (laughs) by redoing stuff and and not only redoing them, but not doing not doing them as well as you did it the first time around. Uh, And I, I have to say that I'm not a fan of this stuff because now it's no longer consistent to what I grew up watching. Because not only does Trunks not have the same color hair, you know, he doesn't sound the same. It sounds like they didn't even try to make him sound like a kid. It was just like grown up Trunks the same the same grown up Trunks voice, but coming out of a kid. So that was off. Uh, And then it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same. And then they have the nerve to recreate my favorite scene in the entire fucking special when he turns into a Super Saiyan, because Gohan's dead. Huge mistake, huge mistake. Uh, You know, and I'm just, I'm not trying to be nitpicky here, but this scene didn't have nearly as much of the emotional impact as it did in the history of Trunks. And, and, And in its defense, I will say this, in its defense, the context of it is not the same, okay? It's different from when you're just showing an abbreviated summary of something that happened in flashback form versus seeing the entire scene play out, you know, in the context of the original film. Okay, so for that reason, it's going to be different. It's not going to feel the exact same. They don't even show the entire scene this time because, well, it's just a summary recap flashback. But had they not done this stupid thing by changing Trunks' hair, they could have just used the exact same footage from the history of Trunks. And everything about that was superior to this. I don't, listen, listen, I don't care about any of this HD shit. (laughs) That scene was perfect the way that it was before. You know, there was something about the sort of uh, the primitive animation of the 80s that worked very well with that scene and that that story because it was post-apocalyptic, right? So because the footage was older and it was drawn a different way and the colors were deeper, we don't need, like, you know, there wasn't all this vibrant color, hazy CG shit. First, it worked better for that. You know, that world seemed more dark. And I think just the style of which it was drawn and all that kind of stuff played a pretty big role in that. And not only that, they changed some things here. You know, I recall in History of Trunks, Gohan, he was laid out face down in a puddle of water. You know what I mean? And here he's on his back. You know, it's almost like they said, well, you know, this is a little too brutal now, so let's change it. Let's make it a little more lighthearted. No, there's nothing lighthearted about Future Trunks's backstory. It's brutal shit. You know what I mean? These androids killed Gohan brutally i mean they scarred him up they took his arm and trunks was broken hearted about it because his only friend and master and father figure he found him dead face down in a pool of water that would make a person go super saiyan so don't change it don't water it down and they did that here and the actual transformation itself is not as impressive Man, there was something really iconic about that shot of him yelling and then his eyes disappearing for a second and then reappearing, you know, as Super Saiyan eyes. That was awesome. And it was like that little flicker that happened. You know, it was like that same little thing that sort of, you know, whenever Goku changed for the first time, it kind of snapped and then his eyes disappeared and turned blue. I mean, that was awesome, you know, and they just. (sighs) It, it pains me to say this, but they essentially just kind of ruined one of my favorite moments of Dragon Ball Z, you know, by recreating that and doing it and, and, and it not being nearly as impactful or good as before. And I blame all of this shit <laughs> mostly on the fact that they decided to change his damn hair color. So now they have to redo everything in the in the flashback scenes uh, instead of just coloring his hair blue. I mean, if any, if if you're going to do it, just use the footage from Dragon Ball Z, but then just change his hair to blue you know but I would rather you just change Trunks' hair back to purple and then that would fix everything <sighs> I'm sorry y'all <laughs> I think it's been a while since I've ranted like this and for the most part I've really been loving this Future Trunks stuff but it, when you start fucking with Dragon Ball Z then it makes me mad you know what I mean and that's what they're doing here and because they're putting themselves in this terrible situation and where they have to redo all the flashbacks just because he has blue hair now or then they have to make it black and white to cover up the fact that he has blue hair. I mean, come on, just make his hair purple again. Problem solved. You know, it'll be weird, but I think in the end, most of us will appreciate that because then we don't have to worry about the inconsistencies with the show that we fell in love with. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so trunks takes off to go find Gohan. Uh, Piccolo tells him he thinks that trunks is, I mean, I, Piccolo tells him that he thinks that Gohan is participating in this uh, thing at the university. So he flies off to go find Gohan. And we actually get this really cool sort of shot where he's in the sky and he finds the university and then he has a quick little flash to that same university, but the way it looks in his time, right? There's a lot of cool stuff that kind of happens from this point on in terms of Trunks and comparing what he's experiencing now to what he went through in his own time and it reminding him of why he's fighting. And then it sort of, you know, it, it ends up sort of re-motivating him in the end. And I, I think that's great. And it kind of starts here with this moment. So he's essentially just waiting outside for Gohan and then Gohan walks out. Gohan recognizes him first. I got to say, once again, I haven't been crazy about what's been happening with Gohan this series, but I always love to see him. So I'm glad to see Gohan again. <laughs> so at least that's great. Uh You know, so he walks out and he sees Trunks and then Trunks is asking the question that we've all been asking. It's like, is this Gohan? Like what? What happened to him? He he I think he says something about he used to be surging with power, but now I feel nothing, you know. So once again, it makes it kind of okay that they're doing this because they're acknowledging that they're doing it themselves. And that way you can use it to your advantage by making it a part of the story. So now it's a part of the story that Gohan is different and that he, he's not as powerful as he once was. And once again, we, we have reason to believe <clears throat> that it's not always gonna be this way. So we get a little moment here where they're just kind of catching up, you know, eating ice cream and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, Gohan mentions, you know, that he has a family now and such, and, and Trunks is obviously surprised because, you know, the Gohan and his timeline didn't have any of that, you know? So it's surprising to him to see how different things are. And this, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but (laughs) this just goes to my point, you know, either do all of the, either recreate all of the flashbacks or don't recreate any of them because we get a quick flashback here to Gohan versus Cell. And it's just regular Dragon Ball Z. I mean, they kind of changed the color a little bit, but that was straight out of Dragon Ball Z. They didn't redo that which I prefer. Now, but I've also mentioned in the past it's also weird when they do decide to go back to Dragon Ball Z and they show those clips because Dragon Ball Z is a far superior show than this one. But for the sake of continuity and consistency and etc., you know, by all means, flashback to Dragon Ball Z. Just don't just make your mind up on whether or not you want to recreate everything or not. <laughs> you know. Um so then trunks goes to uh gohan and Videl's house and so we get to revisit Videl and pan and and mr satan he kind of gets a new introduction because he obviously hasn't met them of course he's already sort of met mr satan so that kind of comes up but then mr satan kind of quickly shuts him up and it wasn't clear to me of whether or not he was doing that because he didn't want he still doesn't want the details of what really happened (laughs) to sell to come out because remember the world thinks that mr satan beats cell uh and i don't know if he's trying to hide that fact from pan and videl or if he's just really saying oh the reason the reason why you recognize me is from the future because (laughs) because i'm still like alive and and famous in the future I, i i i don't know um but it's just it's, it's good to see, and this is where I agree with Josh, I agree with you here. I mean, it, it's always night, it's night, we, the sweet moments mean things too. It doesn't always have to be fighting and, and, and people getting their arms ripped off and shit, even though I missed that. Um, it's cute, it's cute. You know, he's got a baby, she's flying around, and he turns into the great Saiyan man, and he's, he's being a dad. Uh, and it's even more okay in this scenario, with this episode, because the whole point of this is to show Trunks... How different things are than the version of Gohan that he was used to, and that's why I appreciate it uh, as much as I do in this episode because it's serving Future Trunks' storyline, it's fueling him, it's 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 helping develop him. Because at the end of this, he's going to come out of it remotivated, you know, when he was having nightmares and everything, he's going to come out of here feeling a lot better about everything. Uh, now I'll skip through a lot of this other stuff because well. It's just a lot of stuff with Pan. You know, he's just he's spending time with Pan. Speaking of Pan, by the way, and I think I mentioned this way back on that, that baby's day out episode that they did (laughs) where they just kind of follow Pan around for a while. Um, You know, I don't I think it's so interesting how Pan's powers have just surfaced. That's and she's still a baby. You know, I mean, she's flying around. I think she even released an energy wave one episode or something. And it's. I don't know how to feel about that, because one thing that they've always kind of established in the past is that you have to learn how to harness and channel your key. It's not just something that just comes out randomly. You know what I mean? Like it has to be triggered somehow. At least I don't remember Gohan floating around as a baby and doing all this weird shit. I mean, he had to his life had to be in danger and then he, you know, his power would just his power level would shoot up. You know so at least then there was a trigger but with pan it just kind of seems like oh i just fly around i mean you know <laughs> pan is one quarter Saiyan. you know she's not even a half Saiyan like gohan or goten I mean, if you think back to dragon ball z gohan had to teach goten how to fly it wasn't just something that he just did as a baby you know what i mean he had to teach him now it didn't take long because well he already knew how to sort of channel his key and all that kind of stuff but it wasn't something that he just did either but for some reason with pan she's just flying around the place and i'm like i don't know (laughs) maybe it's because she's also the daughter of Videl and mr satan's kid because in terms of humans mr satan and Videl would be pretty strong you know i mean obviously not as strong as krillin or tian or yamcha but You know, they're probably the other two strongest humans on the planet. Um, And maybe maybe since Fidel had her channeled her keys, she knew how to fly. Maybe that just somehow makes it easier for Pan, because I don't think Chi Chi can fly. (laughs) If Chi Chi can fly, she they never she, she would never do it. So, I don't know, maybe maybe that somehow ties into it. It's a little bit of a nitpick, but it's just also sort of an observation that I made. Now, what's cool about this is that there are these moments where Trunks is just kind of watching Gohan be a father. And he's thinking to himself, man, wow, like the Gohan in my time never got to experience any of this. So it just makes him feel good to see that at least in this timeline, the timeline that he helped save, uh, Gohan is realizing his dream of becoming a scholar and being a father and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's very sweet. You know, it's very sweet. And then it becomes very sad because Trunks is watching and he's saying, you know, if it wasn't for Goku Black, we could have had this in my timeline, you know, and that really got to me when I saw that, you know, and he starts to kind of tear up. Um, and we even get these shots where it's just like, you know, I don't know if these are flashbacks or they're probably just, you know, optimistic visions of what could have happened of him and my and boma all sitting at the table having dinner you know and it's just it's sad but it reminds us it reminds him of why this is so important and that's what i really like about this episode is that it serves his storyline so well just to observe what gohan's current life is like um and he learns a lot from this so he sticks around and he has dinner and etc and at the end of the day um you know, they, they end it. And I thought this was a little bit of a weird sort of cop out. But as soon as Trunks leaves, they're like, oh, I forgot to even ask him why he came back in time. It's like, really? <laughs> come on, man. You think that'd be one of the first questions that you asked as soon as future Trunks was able to like, dude, what's going on? Why did you come back in time? You know, is this just, is this just a visit or is there something wrong? Because at this point, Gohan doesn't know anything about Goku Black. And I find it a little bit weird that Trunks didn't mention it to him. You know, like you think he would have been like, oh, dude, by the way, uh, there's a major threat. And this dude has already showed up here and he may come back. And by the way, I'm taking your father and we're going to go to the future to fight him. Now, they could have fixed that by having one little line of dialogue, maybe inner inner monologue sort of a thing. A future trunk saying, I really wanted to tell Gohan why I came back in time, but he's so happy with his family. I don't want to distract him from that i don't want to put him in a situation where he feels like he has to leave this because what he has is working for him so well um now unless i missed something they didn't say anything like that but that would have kind of been a nice little thing to add in there to explain why he didn't mention any of this shit to Gohan. so at the end of the day he ends up back at capsule corp he comes out he's finally changed his clothes uh It's not just a physical thing. It's 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 symbolic. It's to uh, sort of represent this new outlook that he has because of what happened with Gohan and everything that he's seen. He now has this renewed sort of sense of purpose, I would think. So we show that physically by having him put on some new clothes and walk out. (laughs) And then they, they say, well, where's Goku? And then we find out, okay, Goku is left with Beerus and Whis. They're going to the 10th universe because Beerus and Whis have this idea of um, this power that they are, this familiar power that they felt from Goku Black. They're going to where I guess the last place is that they felt something similar to that. And so we flash over to this planet with this tree and there's this Kai looking individual. I mean, all the Kai's tend to look like this. So there's no reason to think that he's not a Kai at this point. Uh, He could be the Supreme Kai of the 10th universe. I mean, he has the earrings. He has the the wardrobe. He has the mohawk. Uh, So (laughs) he looks a lot like Supreme Kai from universe seven. Okay. So I think it's safe to assume he's a Supreme Kai of universe 10. Um, Now, at the risk of spoiling anything, I won't say much more than that. I will say this. I don't know exactly who he is. But he obviously ties into Goku Black just because, well, if you've played Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, okay? And not, well, hell, they even show some of it in the opening credits, I think. So rest assured, this will unfold into something and we'll have to wait and see how it turns out. Okay, so with that being said, uh, if you have any questions or comments about any of that, what are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. I know there was a lot of stuff in there lot of nitpicky stuff a lot of ranting and all that kind of shit but i think one of you the things you guys appreciate about this podcast is how honest i am about stuff (laughs) so every now and then you get those episodes where i just have to give it to you raw um so uh yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that so with that being said uh that about does it guys so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i will see you next time